When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Santana into the windup. The payoff pitch on the way. Swung out and missed. Strike three. He's done it. Johan Santana has pitched a no-hitter. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. If that line falls on, on the, the right, right babe, not that Maggie. Yeah. Back in Monogly with you. Two o'clock in the morning on this Monday, post Super Bowl, post football, post new era of the greatness in the NFL that is Patrick Mahomes. 877-337-6666. That's the number to call. You got Alex on the other side with me, and we're rocking with you for the next three hours as we got you until five o'clock in the warm-up show. I'm not sure. I think some of them are still in Las Vegas. Some of them will be back here. I'm not sure. But if they didn't, if they didn't check out the game, if they didn't stay, I know Geo did, and obviously Boomer was there. You missed one hell of a game that started out miserable, and comparisons to the Rams and Patriots, and how disgusting the beginning of this game was, and no scoring, and then we saw it yet again. Patrick Mahomes establishing himself, and again, I don't care. I don't care what anybody thinks. I don't care what you you can throw me the amount of Super Bowls and the you know how many championship games and how many Super Bowls Tom Brady went to and Bill Belichick and this that and the other. I'm watching. All right, I I've seen all of Tom Brady's career. I I saw you know I I wasn't around for all of Joe Montana's. I'll be fair, but watching right now, we are watching absolute greatness in Patrick Mahomes. There is just no doubt in my mind. You can't watch this guy play and in these games and fall behind consistently and then figure out a way to turn it on and win these games. He is doing, I mean, it's you can't tell me there's been a better player to ever play this game at his position. Patrick Mahomes is just otherworldly. And this combination of him, Andy Reid, and Spagnola as the defensive coordinator are practically unbeatable. At least it feels that way if they win their third Super Bowl. Now complete what I think is necessary if you want to have the dynasty conversation. They need to have that back-to-back. They need to defend their championship. They've got that. They've won you know, th- three and five years or whatever it is, and now back-to-back. And again, af- after a terrible start, like watching this football game like early on, Patrick Mahomes was awful, and if you go back to Tom Brady, since he's no doubt going to be mentioned in everything we talk about, I heard Laurie talking about it, there's going to be the comparisons as we start to get there. It, it kind of gets tiresome, no doubt. It's a better conversation than Taylor Swift, quite honestly, but it's going to get tiresome as we go through this because Patrick Mahomes isn't done. But Pat, uh, Tom Brady used to have these terrible starts to the games, too. If you remember, Tom Brady was terrible in the first quarters of a lot of games. It would always, you know, come back and, like, very rarely did they off to these great starts. And for a Kansas City Chiefs team that has been quite the opposite. I mean, honestly, the beginning of this game played out completely different 
than the entire postseason has gone this thus far with both of these teams. Patrick Mahomes and this Kansas City Chiefs team has gotten out of the gate extremely fast in this playoffs, whether it's against Miami, whether it was against Buffalo, whether it was against Baltimore. Like, they came out, they scored on their opening drives, they took it to the opposition. If you remember Baltimore in the AFC Championship game, they got all of their points in the first half shut out in the second half. And, you know, you were kind of expecting that kind of game. And if you looked at the, the 49ers, they had struggled in the start of games, obviously, in the NFC Championship game against the, the Lions getting blown out in the first half or, you know, trailing to Green Bay and needing a miracle comeback. I mean, this game kind of played out differently than that because you could tell early on the front of this San Francisco defense was dominating the game. Like I know you get it's a wacky game. You get the you get fumbles from both teams. The the 49ers are going in and McCaffrey fumbles the football shockingly. But even despite that, like you recognized early on that in this game to start, the 49ers were dominating this football game up front. Just do, dominating the game. And the much maligned pass rush, whether it be Young or Bosa and you know, their inability to get home in so much of this playoffs, despite winning the games, were, you know, dominating the Kansas City front, who were missing Tooney, their best offensive lineman. It was a discussion going in, and they weren't playing well. And neither was Patrick Mahomes. One recept one completion to Travis Kelsey for one yard in the first half of this game. Zero zero through one quarter. Obviously, uh, they get the three points at the end of the half, which was extremely important for them to get those three points. Like, they desperately needed those three points at the end of the half. And whenever, like, this is what you, like, you always feel like this when you're, when you're watching a football game. For me, the 49ers were dominating that football game. They were dominating at the line of scrimmage. They were getting better of the play. And despite that fact, it's a touchdown game going to the half. Now, I'm sure many of you maybe felt like, I don't know how you felt about it, especially because all of you probably bet on Kansas City, as we all did, so maybe you're feeling like you had the wrong side. There's one way to look at that. There's the, hey, you know, the 49ers are clearly, you know, right now the the uh, the offense of Kansas City is on roller skates. They're getting blown back. This defensive front is absolutely dominating. Eventually, Kansas City, uh, excuse me, San Francisco in this offense is going to find a way to score more points. Kansas City's in big-time trouble. But I always look at it the other way, especially against a team like this with Andy Reid, who has now established himself as a three-time champion and one of the great coaches in NFL history. You got Spagnola on defense, who you know is going to make adjustments in the second half. I mean, you are talking about one of, if not the greatest defensive coordinator in the history of the sport. And you just know with Patrick Mahomes, this head coach, and that defensive coordinator, plus the talent on this team in Travis Kelsey and, oh, McCole Hardman, who's not good enough for the Jets, but is good enough to get game-winning touchdowns. I mean, that's a kick in the, you know what, for Jet fans watching this game is that's the final play of the game when we'll get to it. But you know they're going to make adjustments in the second half. You just know it. And this guy is just whatever he needs to do. Now, in the second half, yeah, does he catch breaks? You all, you make your breaks. Breaks come, whether it's the the punt, obviously, off the gunner's foot that's recovered that leads to their touchdown. You know, obviously that's a, a huge, a huge uh, play for for Kansas City and gets them back into the game. Whether it's the 
Missed extra, the blocked extra point to keep it at 16 and keep it a three-point game late in the game. But you see, when things are breaking down, you, you, he's going to get his breaks, no doubt about it, but he impacts the game and he makes things happen. And what he does have that Tom Brady doesn't have and some other guys doesn't have is his ability to use his legs. And his legs came across in a myriad of ways down the end of this, whether it's the fourth down play. Uh, late in the game where he has to, you know, uh, in the final drive in, in overtime, he makes the fourth down play. Then he makes the big running play. He used his legs a bunch of times to pick up four first downs in this game. His ability to run the football, his ability to make the big plays. I mean, this guy is an absolute stud. And I'm sorry, but you can't tell me that this guy isn't, you know, the likes of which, you know, we've never seen. I'm, I Listen, that's how good he is. I know Tom Brady's great. I'm not trying to take away from Tom Brady or Joe Montana or anybody else. But this is one of the premier winners in the history of this sport. And watching him, as we watch him go down the field and win this game, you can't, it's just, it's, impo- it's what I take away. And we're going to take away from Shanahan too, right? As much as it's the Patrick Mahomes story and the, and the Andy Reid story and how these guys never win. I mean, Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan right now. I mean, could you suffer any more just terrible losses? I mean, you, you're, you're talking about he's the offensive coordinator for 28-3 to against Tom Brady at halftime as the Falcons' offensive coordinator in that Super Bowl. He's got a 10-point lead against Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City four years ago. He's got a 10-point lead in this game. And I understand it's going to come down to some of his decision-making. And I understand it. And yeah. I think it's stupid not to kick the ball in overtime. And that's going to be a major talking point of this game. It's not why they lost. Like, quite honestly, I know people are going to, it's not, they were going, Patrick Mahomes was not going to lose this football game. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. Now, in the overtime, with the rules being what it is, I think the greater value, and I think you know right now, watching, I was watching the post game on ESPN when Andy Reid came on uh, with, with Boomer, uh, not our Boomer. And he was talking about it, and he said, yeah, well, listen, he's a great coach. I'm sure he had a reason for doing it. We would kick the ball. And, yes, you want to give the ball. You want to have the ball second in a scenario where both teams touch it. I get it. And I understand his thinking. I do understand Shanahan's thinking. I do understand the point where if I do go back, for, if we go tit for tat and I score and then they score, then I have the ball the third go round with an opportunity to win it in sudden death. I understand the thought process. I even understand what Tony Romo said, who, by the way, was terrific in this game. For all the, for all the stuff we talk about at the, about the broadcasting and how much we get hung up on it, Tony Romo was terrific in this game. It was a great call. It was a great broadcast. They did a great job. Side note, we'll get to that. But in the overtime, I understand the idea you want to get that ball third, but here's the thing, and we know it, and I, you know, everyone knows it, and here's the fact of the matter. Patrick Mahomes is too damn good to allow him to go down the field knowing he has four downs on every attempt. Like no he you cannot give Patrick Mahomes that extra play going down the field. That's that's it. New that's for me that's the beginning of the discussion and the end of the discussion. I have to put him out there first and make that decision. Make Andy Reid make that decision. Make Patrick Mahomes make that decision on third down on whether they'll kick it or go for it. I cannot allow it in their minds where they have four downs on every first down attempt. I can't do it. He's too good to give him four downs. That's that's plain and simple. 
He knows exactly what he has to do. He knows whether he needs the field goal. He knows whether he needs the touchdown. And he's going to have four downs to do it. That alone outweighs any other scenario you want to talk about. I don't care about getting the ball third. I don't care. I understand that thought process. You get the ball third, you go win the football game if both teams score. I have. To, I don't want to play that game. It also gives you the opportunity, if you go second, to possibly, if you want to score a touchdown, and go for two and win it right there and not and forego the option of giving that team the second, ball, uh, the, the second possession in overtime. I think it's a stupid decision, but it's not... You know, it's not the decision that cost them the game. There's so many plays in this game. There's so many different things in this game, whether, you know, obviously the the punt that's fumbled that leads to that touchdown. Otherwise, I don't know if Kansas City gets the ball rolling the way they did the rest of the game. Obviously, there's the missed field goal that uh, the missed extra point, excuse me, that changes the game completely. A four-point game is completely different down uh down the stretch and whether or not Kansas Kansas City would settle for that game time field goal or have to try and force force it and score a touchdown is completely different. I everyone knows that four points versus three is enormous. And then honestly, you could make the argument, and I think I would have at the end of in the overtime drive when San Francisco's going down the field and they're at the goal and they're in the red zone there on that third on that third down play. I'm. I I can't give the ball to Kansas City anymore. Like I I know if I'm Kyle Shanahan, I know how this has played out. I've seen what Patrick Mahomes has done his whole career. I've seen what Patrick Mahomes has done to me. I've seen what Tom Brady has done to me. I've seen what these great quarterbacks have done at the end of these games. And right now, the the field is completely in their favor. They've dominated the second half of this football game. I had it early. They have it now. I don't want to give him the ball again. So on that third down, I am not throwing the football. I am running the football and seeing if I could set myself up for another fourth and short. If I don't get it, I get blown up in the backfield, then I'm forced to kick it. But I'm not, I am running the football there with McCaffrey, who, you know, is a absolute, for his size, a bulldozer and runs with such aggression and runs so hard. In that moment, I'm running the football. I'm seeing if I could set myself up for a fourth and short and give myself an opportunity to go score a touchdown there because I can't trust my defense to make a stop anymore. I can't go against Patrick Mahomes. And you saw on a fourth down, he makes the run play. He makes another big run play. He uses his legs. He obviously, Kelsey uh, has you know 10 receptions for 90-plus yards. And then obviously, McCole Hardman if you can imagine that, gets the game-winning touchdown in the in the corner of the end zone. I mean, I, I don't know if I can give the ball back to Patrick Mahomes. That's who he is. I mean, that you don't give the ball back to Tom Brady. You don't give the ball back to Patrick Mahomes. You don't do it. He is an assassin. And for the idea that this team, and they've talked about it a lot and a lot in the postgame, where they were on Christmas Day getting beat by the Raiders, like, this team was nothing like a Super Bowl championship team, a shadow of themselves, almost this entire season, despite winning and despite winning a lousy division. And you thought maybe at home against the Miami team that was decimated by injuries and whose offense probably would struggle in the cold of Kansas City. Okay, maybe they should win that football game. But this football team transforms around the belief in their quarterback and their coach. And I'm going to throw in their defensive coordinator in Spagnola. That trio right there is the Holy Trinity. I mean, these three guys, Mahomes, Reed, Spags, are unstoppable. I mean, the adjustments this team made in the second half, 
I mean, it's it's uh, the the they were dominating the football game. They, I think it was like you know they had like eight or nine first first downs in the first half. They had it going into the fourth quarter one. Like they dominated the game in the second in the second quarter of this in the second half of this game. And you know, Kansas City comes out and doesn't, you know, the first possessions, the interception. You know, they get that three points at the end of the half, and you figure, okay, they'll come out, score, and then they'll make a game of it. And they don't. They come out, they throw the interception. Uh they both teams struggle offensively to get out of the gate in the third quarter. But this defense held the game where it was needed to be held until Patrick Mahomes found his footing. And once that happened, you knew the game was over. To me, once that 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 there's a fumble on that punt, game is over. Because that's all he needs. He needs that one break, and you're dead. And everybody feels it. And it's just you know, it's he's he's we're watching, arguably, and in my mind, the greatest quarterback to ever do it. I mean, it's just I, I don't know how you. I'm watching the games. Names. I, I, he's 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 just far better. He's not the winner yet that Tom Brady was. Tom Brady has seven championships. And Tom Brady got away from his Andy Reid and Bill Belichick and went to another organization and won a championship. And today is not take down Tom Brady day. But what I'm saying is is watching the games and watching him play, I, you can't tell me anyone's played the sport better than this. And he's got that winning feel. He's got the Tom Brady feel. He's got the Michael Jordan feel. He's got that feel that this game is over if you make one mistake against him. And so the Kansas City Chiefs are back-to-back Super Bowl champions. Andy Reid has now three Super Bowl championships. Patrick Mahomes has three Super Bowl MVPs. And we are watching the dawning of a new era. The Patriot era is now dead and gone. Bill Belichick has left New England. That is no longer a thing. It hasn't been since Tom Brady left, but it is officially long gone now. And we are watching the Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and even Spagnola era of football as he... And there's no signs of stopping. If they weren't going to get him this year, where the offense wasn't nearly as good, and this team was sputtering at so many different times of the season and went limping into the postseason and, you know, had two road games against two teams that you could argue, despite the injuries maybe to Buffalo's defense, like you could argue overall are more talented and were playing better. And nobody was playing better than Baltimore. And San Francisco is far more talented. You see the talent on the field. I mean, McCaffrey's an absolute stud. And, you know, they get the the game-breaking play early on with the trick play that seemed a little bit... The timing on that play seemed a little bit off, but still. Like, they're able to make that play. Shanahan's calling a good game. They're doing exactly what they have to do. They get a little bit away from the run in the second half, which I really wish they wouldn't have. They got a little bit away, but Brock Purdy... You know, I haven't even said his name yet. We're 15, 20 minutes into the open. Brock Purdy played well. Brock Purdy sent his team down the field. Brock Purdy got the field goal. He couldn't get in the end zone in overtime. But Brock Purdy played really well in this game. He didn't make any mistakes. He made all the throws. He led his team down the field. The one mistake he made is he left uh, Patrick Mahomes too much time at the end of regulation. You know two minutes left in the game, uh, that's that's too much time. You know that Patrick Mahomes is going to come down the field and break your heart. And that's what he does. He's an absolute winner. And now that's his third and back-to-back, and that's the beginning of a dynasty. And we are already well deep into the conversation that we are watching the greatest quarterback ever play. I mean, he's just, he's incredible.
877-337-6666. We'll break down the different elements of the, this game. Obviously, the greatness of Patrick, uh, the greatness of Patrick Mahomes, the greatness of Andy Reid, the greatness of our own little guy, our own Spags, who was there beating Tom Brady, who was there beating Tom Brady, and the undefeated Patriots, who goes back that far, winning championships with the Giants, and now dominating and really was the driving force of this championship all year. This has been their best unit of defense, and that second half, again, a virtuoso performance in what they were able to do. But we are now watching the Patrick Mahomes era, and we are watching Shanahan get to the game and never be able to win it. So we'll get to all the different things. We'll get to the decision at half, uh, excuse me, at the end of the game. Um, whether or not he should have taken the taken the ball or kicked it away. We'll get to the decision on whether or not you think the 49ers should have went for it on, on fourth down, down the, the red zone instead of giving Tom Brady, uh, Tom Brady, see, Freudian slip, and giving Patrick Mahomes an opportunity to come back down the field and break their hearts. Obviously, Kelsey bumping Andy Reid. I don't, I don't know if that really became a talking point in the, in the postgame, but we got to get to that. Taylor Swift, let's not even discuss that if you don't want to. Not a big deal. 